you have an inquisitive mind? Where do you go for answers? Imagine if the natural world held an answer to every question. Welcome to the Flowerhood Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Frankfurt. I'm on an orchard growing avocados and there's something going on. The more time I spend in nature, the more I learn about myself. Is it possible that until we connect with nature, we never truly flourish in our relationships, community, businesses or health? Oh boy, this is no ordinary gardening podcast. Join me at my kitchen table for wide and varied conversations with old and new friends from around the world. I'll be asking questions on how they connect with nature, what the research shows us, and look for ways we can incorporate these learnings into our lives. Let's get started. Kia ora. Hi. Welcome to the Flowerhood Podcast. I'm Alex. It's January 2021. And as my beautiful high vibe friend Nicole would say, I am still on vacay. So if you're listening to the podcast for the first time and you've just got through the introduction, which I put in on every single episode, you'll be wondering who my guest is or where are my wonderful guests? Yes, they are coming. They are coming this year. But I had to be true to myself. When I am on vacation, I spend as little time as possible thinking about work and a lot of time thinking about play. So play for me is a lot of time out in nature. Very little time on the computer, keyboard, camera, Zoom, microphone, emails, iPhone. You get the idea. Summertime in New Zealand. It's time to head outdoors and appreciate everything we have. And of course, as mentioned a podcast or two ago, I am learning to surf. I'm up to about, I don't know, about week seven into this. Oh my gosh, frankly, my dear listener, I am pants. <laughs> I'm really rubbish. <laughs> my 2021 motto though, progress over perfection. I have to remind myself of that. But I'm making up for lost time. So lost time, I should have been surfing 40 years ago. There is a big gap to fill here. I try and head out most days to get comfortable with the pop-up. And for non-surfers, it's it, pop-up. It's that kind of graceful, all-in-one motion where you go from lying down on your board to standing up. So I kind of pop off. I pop under. I pop over. And just sometimes I pop up for a brief moment of ecstasy and joy. Now, I have observed this week, what I'm really loving is is paddling out, lying on my board, paddling through those crashing white breaking waves and actually getting further out to the more serene spots and just waiting, waiting out there. Waiting is definitely a skill I need to practice. But like life, I realised if I'm always thrashing around in the white water trying to surf, well, there's this kind of constant noise, this constant demand. I need really quick reaction times. I forget to give myself that beautiful opportunity to breathe and think and prepare myself to get on a wave. And also, I've actually worn myself out before I even get up. Well, what a metaphor for life that is. Do you feel like you're thrashing around? 
you feel like you're getting pounded by waves at times. So instead of trying harder, which requires force and energy, why not just head out to the wider space, the calm, the space beyond? When you're in that turmoil, oh my gosh, I find it so easy to forget that we actually have a choice about the environment we're in and that I can choose to go to where to be still. Even if that still place in real life is just for 10 minutes. So this place, this, my friends, is where you feed your soul. It's where you meet yourself, where you become centered and grounded. This is the place where you're true to yourself. You give yourself the space to make good decisions that come from deep within you. They're the decisions that aren't influenced by others or then not influenced by the outward dynamics of the world, the kind of pressures that might be put on you. They're not influenced by the hubbub of people around you, the crashing waves, the constant demands. This is where you need to go, that quiet spot, to know thyself, to own ourselves, to reconnect. You know who said it beautifully, and it was a great French philosopher, Michel de Montaigne. The greatest thing in the world is to know how to belong to oneself. The greatest thing in the world is to know how to belong to oneself. When you don't belong to yourself, when your decisions aren't truly your own, you're operating in a place of reaction, reacting to demands of others. Yep, we've all experienced that. (laughs) And boy, their demands aren't in the singular either. They kind of come in waves. (laughs) Podcaster, course creator, Michelle Sorrow, she drums into her students, coaching clients, podcast listeners. Less hustle, grit and grind. More flow, ease, and grace. Less hustle, grit, and grind. More flow, ease, and grace. When I heard those words for the first time, I knew I'd found a sister on the path. She was like way up ahead of me on that path because I was still a bit into the grit, 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 grind, grind, grind. It wasn't serving me. And it's no longer who I wanted to be or what I wanted to do. Surely there is an easier way to live life. And yes, there is. Yes, there is. So today I headed out for my surf, knowing that I would be taping a podcast later. And while paddling out, my way out, past all the white water, kind of came to me that it would be fun to do today's podcast on how you can bring a bit of nature, plants, into your life. It's January 2021. Here's 12 ways to bring nature into your life that can make you feel a little bit connected, grow, cherish, marvel, enjoy, breathe, feel uplifted, connect to your own desire to be at one with this planet. Because let's face it, it's all very well doing a heap of self-development on yourself, going within, having compassion for yourself and mankind. But unless we expand that out to all the creatures and plants on this planet, I really don't believe we are truly connected. I don't believe we're truly connected to ourselves if we're not connected to the planet. They go hand in hand. So 12 ways to bring 
plants nature into your life from the ridiculously easy to a bit more complex. 12 ways that'll give you four weeks each way to practice, make, form a habit, stack. Then as you go through 2021, you'll have a couple of weeks at the very end for vacay. Number one, barefoot on the grass. Worldwide audience here, so um, soon as seasonally possible, step out onto the grass, barefoot. This is grounding you, earthing you. And the idea is to cultivate the negative ions in the body. Why, how, what? Well, remember back to science class, how all matter consists of atoms, and those atoms consist of protons, neutrons, and electrons. If an atom has more protons than electrons, it has a positive charge. Now, at this point, don't get confused. Positive charge does not mean positive, as in good, good for human body, necessarily. When an atom has an unpaired electron, it becomes a free radical with a positive charge, capable of damaging our cells, contributing to things like chronic inflammation, cancer, other diseases. So in this case, positive is not a good thing. High concentration of positive ions is detrimental. Cell phones, TV, microwave, pollution, Wi-Fi, all of these emit positive charges. Unfortunately for us, our beautiful surface of Mother Earth has negative electrons. So stand on the ground barefoot and create a closed circuit. And the sort of benefits, you can have improved sleep, reduced pain, decrease in muscle tension, reduction in cortisol levels, calm the sympathetic nervous system. And the best places to go, barefoot grass, barefoot sand, waterfalls, these emit negative ions. And of course, I can't help mention surfing. Sea waves emit negative ions. In fact, any moving body of water does. So jump in the ocean, soak it up. And if you can't make it to the ocean, for one month, just stand barefoot every day for at least 10 minutes on the grass or sand, 30 minutes if you've got the time. And if you want to read some more about the research, then hop on to earthinginstitute.net. Number two, smartphones are for photographing nature. Here's my challenge. You know cell phone preoccupation equates to negative feelings, but I'm letting you use your cell or mobile for the following. Every day for one month, photograph something growing, a flower growing through the crack in the pavement, or perhaps the bark of a tree or the curve of a stem of grass. The light coming through a leaf. It can be really simple, and this is as much about connecting with nature as it is about training your eye. Because like any good artist, inspiration is everywhere. And once you train yourself to see it, you'll find it. And when you find it, you will see more of it. You will delight in the simplest things. Celebrate and share them. Share them on Facebook. Share them on Instagram. I follow G Marks, G-E-E-M-A-R-K-S on Instagram because he has these really real, unbelievably simple observations of an everyday life. 
that include just like a flower growing light through the leaves of the tree, colour of a bush. It's beautiful. Let's check them out. Number three, getting asleep. Well, guided sleep meditations. I, I love guided sleep meditations <laughs> if I'm having any problem at all. I like to go to sleep listening to someone talking me down and bringing in nature. One of my favorite is Jason Stevenson. I love Jason Stevenson's voice and he's produced like loads of free YouTube meditations. And honestly, I don't think I've ever got to the end of one because I've always fallen asleep before. But what I do know is that he often like combines nature into his meditations. So another one there to check out, Jason Stevenson. Number four, forest bathing. Oh my gosh, I've done a whole podcast on this. I'm still talking about it. Walk through a pine forest. Walking through forest, woods, eucalyptus groves, cedar plantations have the ability to create both amazing physical and mental benefits. So in episode seven of my podcast, I talked about Shinrin-yoku, the Japanese practice of forest bathing. And it's not about exercise. This is about opening up the five senses. One of the most powerful effects, and it's especially from oak, cedar, pine forests, is what happens to our cells as we breathe in phytoncides. These are emitted by the trees, and they're the essential oils that the tree releases into the environment. They're these volatile organic compounds, <laughs> antimicrobial, and the tree basically creates them to defend itself from bacteria, certain fungi and insects. These oils, these volatile compounds, they're a gift to us. So time in the forest increases our lymphocytes. Lymphocytes are the natural killers of virus-infected cells in the human body. Ooh, number five, one of my favorite, dawn chorus. When's the last time you woke up just to listen to the dawn chorus? So the dawn chorus happens, I don't know, about up to an hour before sunrise. And it's where the birds tweet, chirp, sing, warble, and basically just have a joyous sing-song together. Okay, you're thinking about this one now. A month of waking up an hour before sunrise and you're not an early riser, well, hey, just try it. Like once a week even would be great. <laughs> but I reckon to really get back in touch with nature and find a natural sleep rhythm, rise earlier. Rising earlier, even when you didn't get to sleep until after midnight, is good. My theory is that it's in the rising, the beginning, that you set the habit of good sleep. So sometimes if we're sleep deprived, we spend all our energy focusing on the end of the day, freaking out, getting nervous about falling asleep. I think that part will come naturally when you focus on the rising, the beginning. And anyway, what could be more joyful than rising to the sound of nature? It could be 10 minutes listening to the bird song, 10 minutes writing into your journal, all the things you're grateful about in the world, 
all the things you're grateful about in yourself. Don't forget yourself. 10 minutes to focus on your breathing. 10 minutes to stretch. 10 minutes singing at the top of your lungs. What a way to start the day. Number six, build a birdhouse. Well, I kind of had to throw this one in because I knew there would be some people going, oh, but we don't have any birds where we live. Well, can't you hear the dawn chorus? Well, perhaps you're actually confined to your house at the moment and it's time to expand your world by attracting some new neighbours. Why not do this by building a nesting box or feeding platform at least for birds? Number seven, go plant-based. Wow, what a biggie. Boost your immune system. I am all for going plant-based. And on a previous podcast, I've had plant power health coach, Karen Sawyer. And she says, it's simple. Our health is a reflection of the foods we eat. And my philosophy is to drive healthy health simply by using the incredible healing properties of plants. There are so many wonderful stories of successful, healthy transformations using the power of plants. And she wants yours to be one of them. Now, also, there's the added benefit. If you're struggling to lose those extra COVID pounds, if you have a little food baby that you're nursing Going plant-based is the way to go. I'm a real advocate for exercise, movement, flexibility, strength training. But hey, I think it was when I went plant-based. That's when I really saw the pounds slip away. And I am speaking from experience. Since 2019, I've dropped down a couple of dress sizes and easily kept off those pounds that plagued me through my 40s and 50s by just sticking to predominantly plant-based diet. Actually, while I'm on the topic, I just <laughs> got to bring this up because it made me laugh. So I found this great hack for when you crave a slice of hot toast. I kind of like really, really love to have toast with stuff on it. Okay, grab a mandolin or use a sharp knife and slice a potato or better still, you know, slice a sweet potato. In New Zealand, we have kumra into slabs that will fit in your toaster and then toast it. Toast it until it's cooked and golden. (laughs) Once out, don't burn your fingers, dollop on your favourite topping. And for me, that would probably be avocado pieces rolled in chopped soft herbs like dill, mint, basil, parsley. And if you are having dairy, just crumble a bit of feta on top. Yum. I don't know why it cracks me up so much, but it's something to do with the fact that it's actually really easy to use the toaster for other things besides toasting bread. And I guess as I'm currently living in a converted tractor shed, yes, you heard that correctly, a converted tractor shed. Sorry if I've ruined your vision that I have a palatial mansion. I don't. The reality is I live very simply. I don't have an oven at the moment. So hacks with toasters gives me oodles of joy. Number eight, plant exchange. Very simple. Start a plant exchange with your neighbours and friends. This can be seeds, bulbs, cuttings. If you're social distancing at the moment, just arrange with them through social media to leave it at the door in the letterbox. 
Number nine, make a native bee condo, apartment block, insect palace. So native bees are solitary nesters as opposed to honeybees, which live together in hives. And native bees play this really important role in our ecosystem as they are effective pollinators of native plants. In North America alone, there's like 3,999 other bee species, most of which are solitary, stingless, ground nesting, or they nest in holes and bits of wood and places. There is this incredible loss of native bee diversity. 50% of Midwestern native bee species have disappeared from the historic ranges in the last 100 years. Wow. And bumblebee species, some of them have declined by 96% in the last 20 years. Others have become extinct already. Now, this is really soul-destroying. It's so important to have these native bees, especially around the native plants. So here's a great activity you can do with your kids. Like, you can actually make really cute, tiny little places for them to go in. You can get old tin cans and hang them up, stuff them with like toilet roll paper <laughs> holders and uh, toilet roll paper holders. No, the actual like cardboard toilet paper rolls once you're finished with them. Chuck those in, wrap up bits of sticks, bits of paper, stuff it in. You're just looking for like little cuppy holes for the, the native bees to go in. Or you can make like a big monumental Vegas style hotel complex for native bees and garden insects. You know those pallets that you get um, getting the supermarkets and stuff. Usually free. Yes, those lovely free pallets that things get stacked on. Get a whole load of them, stack them up one on top of the other, and then fill in the gaps with old bricks, bricks with holes in them old wood blocks you can always put the drill make a few holes in pine cones old seed heads broken clay pots hollow bits of straw wooden sticks pop on a little sloping roof prettify it succulents on top <laughs> a living roof <gasps> and there you go hey and one further tip just make sure that you plant some native flowers around where the bees are and why I say that is that the native bees have a much smaller traveling range than the normal honeybee. Number 10, create a living wall. Yes, again, I've done a podcast about this previously. Living walls are fantastic. But look, any house plants, no excuse, get them into your house. But the ultimate is to have a living wall. This one's a challenge. So there are toxins in the air that are detrimental to your health. Pollutants from outside, carbon monoxide, formaldehyde, toxins in our air sprays, cleaners, cheap candles, packaging, the list goes on. Plants are your best friend. And also the soil, but make sure you're using like an organic soil because that also absorbs pollutants in. This is a whole little system. Number 11. Okay, this one is really easy. And I popped it in because I was spending a load of money on almond milk. Cow's milk, cow's milk is for calves. Yes. 
how to make your own almond milk. Look, after years of having a weird little cough when I woke up every morning, I finally found the source of it. I found the source because I stopped drinking cow's milk. Leave the cow's milk for baby calves. It's phlegm forming. You really don't want it. (laughs) Go plant-based. And if you haven't already tried to make your own plant-based milk, it's extraordinarily easy and it saves dollars. Cha-ching! Yay! Fresh homemade almond milk is delicious. Place a cup of raw almonds into 2.5 cups of spring water and soak it overnight in the fridge. Drain. Discard the water. Throw the almonds in your blender, in your Nutribullet, and blitz it with three and a half cups of fresh water. That's it. If you want to be fancy, strain it through a piece of muslin. I personally don't bother. What I do is I I do it in my largest Nutribullet. I then turn it upside down, put the lid on, chuck it in the fridge. Lasts up to four days. The sediment sinks down. And then I use all the top part for my coffee, drinks, milk. And then when it starts to get kind of a bit too sedimenty, nutty, I put the whole lot into my smoothie. And if you need a real cheap one, well, you don't have to drain them overnight. You can just chuck in a handful of almonds into water and blitz it. Number 12. Okay, this is just a really simple hack. And it's kind of the thing that like your grandmother would have done. And and it's just beautiful. It's simple. There's minimal ingredients. And there's no reason not to do this. And you'll find yourself, if you're passing a nearby lavender bush, your arm will shoot out and break off a couple of flowers. Because what we're going to do is a flower facial steam. Flower facial steam. It promotes an increase of flow of oxygen by the warmth and the humidity which dilate the blood vessels. It helps open up the pores of your skin. And the herbs have a medicinal effect. You can make this a ritual. It's just a really easy little thing to put into your routine. It takes five to ten minutes of your time. There's no excuse. Nobody is that time poor. And it's a way to appreciate yourself. Fill a pot with three to four cups of water. Bring it to the boil. Mix in a tablespoon of fresh lavender flowers. Or dried, if you don't have them fresh. Tablespoon of chamomile flowers, dried or fresh. Three sprigs of mint. Take it off the stove, put the lid on, leave it for five minutes. Now, either to camp this into a bowl, because you want to sit at a table and you want to have your face over the steam. Now, look, if it feels too hot, just leave it for another five minutes. But you're going to make a tent with a towel over the bowl and allow the steam and vapors to reach your face. Close your eyes, five to ten minutes, relax. At the end of it, you can get a cold, wet face cloth and pat your face. Sometimes it's the smallest habits that we put into our routine that can have an enormous effect down the road. Five to ten minutes steaming your face. It just seems so simple. (laughs) Yet these are the moments that mount up. These are the moments that bring us joy. Remind us to breathe. Connect connect us to the living world. And throughout the seasons, you'll find yourself eyeing up all sorts of potential plants. Might be a sprig of rosemary. Might have some pineapple sage. Might just 
see a beautiful rose and use that. Last week, I grabbed a couple of kaffir lime leaves from my cousin's lime bush and I popped them in my back pocket of my shorts and then I forgot about them. And then last night I put my shorts on and I was found them. They were perfectly dried and they retained the most beautiful, pungent smell. Bliss. Instant connection with nature. So there we go. That's 12 things, 12 easy things you can pop into, into your life. Barefoot on the grass. Smartphones are for capturing nature. Guided sleep meditation. Forest bathing. Dawn chorus. Build a birdhouse. Go plant-based. Start up a plant exchange. Share your seeds, your bulbs, your cuttings. Make an insect palace. Create a living wall. Bring those house plants into your house. Make your own almond milk. Save yourself money. And finally, a really simple, medicinal, beautiful flower facial steam. How easy is that? Thanks for joining me. Thanks for connecting, whether it's through the Facebook Flowerhood page or whether it's through this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you again. Have a great day, evening, and yeah, until next time. Bye. My heartfelt thanks for listening all the way to the end of this Flowerhood podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe to the show, like and review it on your favourite player. Be part of the greater Flowerhood community. Join the Flowerhood Facebook group and find show notes and information at flowerhood.com. I can't wait to share the next episode. Until then, hey, why not stop and smell the roses?